Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee along with Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. Let's start something. RemyBattery.com. By Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. And by Flow International, utility and recreational trailers, where the rubber meets the road. FlowINTL.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, Jim Bobbyash announces October classes and events at the Range of Richfield. And Dr. Neil Farber offers advice for making the most of chance happenings in the outdoors. It's time now for Madison Outdoors. It's presented each week by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They are located on Highway 14, just west of Arena, and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. You hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast on LakeLink, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us now from the Trading Post is the proprietor, Randy Smith. Randy, well, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's always good to to hear what's going on over uh, there in Arena, and it's been pretty warm where I live, I suppose, you're hearing that from hunters. Mosquitoes are more active than deer right now. Well, some of the guys that are getting out early in the morning before the mosquitoes are super active are getting a chance to to hunt before they get bit up too bad. Uh-huh. Okay. And a few of the guys have shot some does. We've got a couple of guys that have shot some nice bucks. Oh, okay. What kind of patterns, if any, are they talking about? Um, most of them are either sitting over a food plot, um, a water hole. Some of them have found them in a, eating acorns. Mm-hmm. And if they're not coming to your food plot, that's the best place to look would be in amongst the oaks. Uh huh. Find some oaks and uh, and uh, see if they're coming there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it too late to dig a hole and put some water in it to make a, a water hole for this year? It's never too late. Um, it might take them a, a couple of weeks to find it, but if we get dry weather during the rut, any water that they can find, they're definitely going to be very, very active. Uh huh. What's the best way to create an artificial water hole? Well, a lot of people they'll buy like a fifty, a fifty to seventy-five gallon cow tank, dig it in, so it's either halfway in or deep enough. If you had a little bit of a hillside that it can actually naturally fill when it rains. Uh-huh. Or my father, he just used the bucket that he filled with water. Huh. And they come to that. No kidding. <laughs> well, that, yeah. that, that's handy. You can put it wherever you want it then. <laughs> and you can move it if it's in the wrong spot. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of moving, what about moving stands during the season? As long as you're diligent about doing it, you know, either in rainy days where you can wash your scent away or super windy days if you're getting too close to a bedding area something that you just have to be careful that you don't chase them away yeah okay and you would move a stand really only if you're not seeing deer I would guess or if you think there's right. a better place yeah. or if you're actually if you're seeing them just out of boat range or something a lot of a lot of times you put up a stand and you'll be off but 20 yards or something like that. Uh-huh. So you'll have 
Yeah. Okay. Well, and what about practicing during the season? I mean, most guys practice pretty, I don't know if most do, but, you know, serious bow hunters practice pretty diligently before the season, but um, you should really continue, shouldn't you? You should at least shoot a, a few arrows a week. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys will take, you know, if they have a target at home, they'll shoot five or ten shots, if, either before they go out in the evening or after they get back from a morning set. Uh-huh. It just helps them stay on top of their game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when you're practicing, uh, obviously you're shooting your bow, you're not going to be doing that in uh, in the field unless you have a deer that you want to shoot. Um, but what if you find that um, you need some kind of repair, uh, even though you think you thought your bow was ready for the season, or your crossbow for that matter? Uh, you know, what if there's a problem now when the season's open? Minor stuff, we can we can usually get that pretty quick. Um, you might have to wait for a few people in front of you in line. Mm-hmm. But major stuff, if something breaks. Hopefully we have the part to fix it for you. If we don't, if it's something we have access to, we'll get it as quick as we can. It's just a matter of this, with this, this, you know, COVID, whether parts are available. And, you know, if they are, we'll get it done as quickly as possible. Okay. How has the supply chain been for archery equipment? Um, pieces and parts have been pretty good. Um, some accessories, like fixed bin sites, are really, really hard to get. Uh-huh. So, but for the most part, you know, it's been slower, but we've been, been able to get stuff just, just in time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not just about in time. Yeah, okay. How about new bows if somebody wants to uh, change horses in mid-season, so to speak? With, with the Matthews and Mission stuff, Matthews is actually the best they've been as far as lead times since COVID started. So now it's, you know, if it's a stock bow that we can order a specific size that they that they stock, um, two weeks is, you know, we can have it within two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a custom, something you want a custom bow, then it's four weeks, but, which four weeks now is getting pretty close to when you really, really need it. So. Yeah, yeah. But you have bows in stock, right? We do have bows in stock, too, so. Okay. We just don't have as big of a selection of colors as we had earlier in the year. Uh-huh. Oh, so colors, uh, is, is that the big difference now? <laughs> um, it is now. There's, you know, earlier in the year, guys really like to customize their bows with different color strings and cables, and they want a specific color. Mm-hmm. But now the guys are buying it, you might not be able to get the exact color you want if you want it today or tomorrow. But, you know, if you want it immediately, you just take something we have, and that's that's all we can offer. Yeah, I don't think a deer would care whether it's being shot with a red bow or a uh, green one with pinstriping or what. Yeah, our story is if the, the deer sees your bow, it's you did something wrong. <laughs> <color of> the <laughs> bow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, now, J.C. Um, uh, Chamberlain went out to, where did he go, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado? He went to, he went to Wyoming, yeah. and he, he said it was very tough out there. Uh-huh. It, was, it was really, really warm, 
and there was a lot of competition either from other hunters or just people recreating because the weather was so nice. Uh-huh. So they yeah. did not come home with an elk, I'm hearing. They didn't come home with an elk. They had one really good opportunity that the elk kind of caught them before they they had a chance to get a shot at it. Yeah, he saw the color of their bow, probably. <laughs> well, he didn't actually see them. He just snuck up on them before they were even ready. Ah, well, that happens. It does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when do you start hunting? I, I know you're there in the store because uh, you got to keep the store open. Yeah, um, well, we open at 10 o'clock in the morning, so whenever I get out, I, a lot of the times are early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'll basically, as soon as I can, I'm going to try and crawl up in a tree. Uh-huh. And at this time of year, do you like, well, now... You kind of don't have a choice, uh, but if a guy has a choice, uh, which would be better, morning or afternoon? I like morning just because of the bugs. Uh huh. Um, it's been cooler throughout the night, so the mosquitoes aren't as vicious. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of a lot of people that if you're patterning patterning a deer more times than not, you're gonna pattern it in the evening, so then you're gonna try to inter- intercept it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we let you go, what are your store hours now? This season is open. Right now, it's still ten to six Monday through Friday, and nine to five on Saturday. All right. Well, Randy, thanks so much for this report, and uh, we will uh, talk to you or JC again in a couple of weeks. Meanwhile, I hope you get out there uh, one of these mornings. Pick a cool morning, and maybe you'll get, maybe you'll get some action. All right, I'll try. Thank you. You bet. Randy Smith is the proprietor of Pappas Trading Post, and they are located on Highway 14, uh, about a mile and a half or so west of Arena, and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. And you hear this feature, the Madison Outdoors Report, every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business. Well, Jeff Kelm joins me once again from his home in Wisconsin Rapids. Uh, you've got one more tournament this weekend, right? And then you're off for a while. Yep, it's the uh, Bass Pro Shops Cabela's Masters Walleye Circuit World Walleye Championship. That's a and, mouthful. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, last event for the season. Um, got uh, 31 teams that... Uh, qualified for the championship and uh they're going to be fishing for uh, i don't i'm not exactly sure what the uh 
total purse is yet. We're still finalizing a couple things. We we have such great sponsors uh, on the MWC that at the last minute they were like, you know what, we want to we want to give some more stuff away. So hmm. um, kind of we had everything set as far as our payout goes, but um, I'm not sure exactly where it sits now. It's it's quite high. It's usually uh, well over eighty eighty five thousand dollars. So uh, for 31 teams that's pretty good yeah um but uh but yeah so we got that going on in lake city it'll be a challenge the river is very very low right now mm-hmm. in fact i was talking to a team that lives in lake city um they happen to qualify for this event so you would think they'd have home field advantage and as i was on the phone with them they go jeff we're kind of in a precarious position i gotta let you go they called me back about 15 minutes later. He's like, yeah, we hit a wing dam. Oh, no. <laughs> when Everything I... seems to be okay, but uh, but even when the when the locals are hitting wing dams, yeah. you know it's low. Oh, and yeah, yeah. You can expect a, expect a few uh, few instances of drama, that's for sure. Yeah, that sounds like it. Now, Lake City is in Minnesota uh, on Lake Pepin, so it's the lake and uh, the whole pool, or can they go up and down? Where, where do they, they go? They can go up one and down one, so that's three, four, and five. We'll launch out of four. Okay. Very good. Well, and then you can start focusing on your deer hunting for the year. Yep, we're going to do some deer hunting, some squirrel hunting, and I think we're even going to go to try to jump shoot some uh, wood ducks at the farm. Oh, nice, nice. I have been seeing wood ducks, so, well, not lately, but, um, gosh, a couple weeks ago, I jumped a number of them several times off of this little so-called dry creek that floods when it rains a lot uh, through mm-hmm. our backyard. Don't know if they're going to be around um, this weekend when it opens, but, you know, I'm going to be looking for them. Yeah, well, it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, and uh, we harvested all our hazelnuts uh, recently. Ozzy helped me out, uh, and we probably got six bushels. They're still in the husk. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm uh, husking them gradually, you know, because it's a job uh, you do by hand, and then you've got the nuts in the shell, and they'll keep a couple of years or, or more. And... Uh, we beat the squirrels this year. In fact, I haven't seen a squirrel. The blue jays seem to be picking off the few we missed. But one year, I think our second year back in 2018, the squirrels got to them first. So we've been pretty uh, careful to, to get to them uh, right after Labor Day or even before. This year was after Labor Day. Very cool. But yeah, but they're good eating, and uh, that's what we do with them. And last Friday, I went to the fourth annual Dave Cook Memorial Shooting for Scholarship Sporting Clay Shoot. It was held at Mayville Gun Club, and Dave was a good friend of a lot of folks over that way. He died of brain cancer a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and the event, believe it or not, has raised over $200,000 to fund scholarships for college students in the trades, and this is um, something that's really been needed because there aren't uh, a lot of young people coming up in the uh, construction and building and uh, other trades, so uh, mm-hmm. it's it's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, one one more exciting thing happened. Sunday morning, Ozzy went out to feed the goats, and a hen greeted him in the barn with 15 chicks. Now, we have two other hens uh, hatching broods this week, but we knew they were on eggs. This one somehow uh, avoided our uh, all detection, not that we were looking for her, but she uh, d- sneaked in and laid an egg for you know, like 16 days and all all but one hatched. And 
we've got her relocated to the brooder coop, and she's very happy with uh, 15 chicks. We've never had a brood that big, so. Wow. Yeah. We've got very a, successful. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of um, potential chicken dinners there uh, with you know, with <laughs> all the birds that we've got this year. Well, coming up, Dr. Neil Farber, he's the author of Serendipity. He tells us how to take advantage of unexpected events to make our outdoor adventures more successful. And Jim Bobiash announces October events and classes at the Range of Richfield. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft-shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. You'll enjoy good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek Game Preserve in Ashapen, Wisconsin. Cackle Creek offers guided and do-it-yourself hunts for pheasants, bobwhite quail, and chuckers in cover ranging from grasslands, creek bottoms, and marsh to sorghum and a variety of grain fields. Or book a tower shoot for your group event or charity. Let the good times fly with good birds, good cover, and good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek, online at cacklecreek.net. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Located on Helson Drive at the split of highways 41 and 45, the Range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. Check out their website at therangewi.com. And joining us once again for a look at what's coming up at the range in the month of October is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Well, Jim, thanks for joining us again. Hi, Dan. I am pleased to be with you again this month. Um, our summer is slowly slipping away and fall is in the air. Yeah. And we are getting ready for some great fall events. So I'm uh, looking forward to our conversation. All right. Well, um, let's get right into it. 
If before we get started, uh, I'd like to do a, a big shout out to a gentleman by the name of Bill. Now, <clears throat> Bill uh, has been listening to you for years, uh-huh. and he and his wife stopped in last week to sign up for a class. Uh-huh. He and I had a great conversation, and he mentioned how much he enjoys your show. Wonderful. So, Bill, thanks for stopping in and being a fan of Dan's show. It was it, it warms my heart to know that you know, people out there are listening to us. Uh, yeah. Coming in. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's. Uh, I hope. I hope it works for you. Um, you know, a, a number of sponsors have told me essentially the same thing over the years, and uh, I'm glad uh, Bill came in, and I'm glad he listens to the show. So, Bill, uh, hi there. Hope you're listening this week too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've got classes coming up, a bunch of them, right? We do. Um, uh, it's fall, so it's time to get our classes back up and running. Uh, they're filling up as almost as fast as we post them, but we will continue to add more as the demand increases. Okay. Uh, some of our more popular ones are as follows. We have our, our basic uh, draw from the holster on October 5th. We have an advanced draw from the holster on October 26th. Of course, we have our Wisconsin Concealed Carry course, course excuse me, on October 10th and 28th. Mm-hmm. Women's Handgun Fundamentals. That's October 9th. <clears throat> this has become a real popular class with the ladies. So, ladies, if you're interested, give us a call and find out what's going on. What's going on? It's a it's a great great class. Uh-huh. And then for all you uh, folks that have ARs uh, and want to get to know it better, we have getting to you know getting to know your AR 15 class uh, on October 16th and 17th. And this is a talk by a, a gentleman who really knows uh, the, the the guns. And he breaks them down, he puts them back together, and then you go out and do a little shooting. So you walk out of there with a whole new uh, relationship with your AR-15. Very good. And events you've got scheduled? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, we've got a few that are going to be kind of fun. On, uh, on Friday, October 29th, from 10 until 5, we will be offering our all-day zombie shoot. <laughs> now, you get a free zombie target. And all lanes are only $15 an hour. Uh, we, we will also have free zombie targets on Saturday and Sunday. And a lot of times my friend Jason will go through here and he loves Halloween. Yeah. So he decorates the place, uh, and makes it a lot of fun. So, uh, it, it's always been a, a, a good time. So if you, if you like the little change up and looking to do some shooting, come on in. It, it's, it's kind of exciting. And if people want to come in costume? Oh, we love it. <laughs> okay. We love it. That would be that would be great. That one year we had quite a few people show up in costume. Oh, neat, so, neat. Again, it, it's not it's not mandatory, but uh, good point, Dan. Thanks for mentioning it. Yeah, and and maybe next year you have a contest for uh, the best costume. I don't know. <laughs> we could probably do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. make some notes out of that. All right. So uh, Columbus Day is coming up too. Columbus Day, yes, October from um, October twelfth to the fifteenth, in honor of Columbus Day. You will be able to discover all of our lanes where you guessed it. Fourteen ninety-two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, once again, you know, it, it's maybe a little corny, but you know, folks like it, and there's a little bit of discount. Um, so come on in and enjoy. Okay. Well, and uh, Badger IDPA, the uh, International Defensive Pistol Association, I think it's called. Uh, you've got matches I think- coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you had that right. I always have trouble remembering that. Uh, yep, uh, we're we're doing it again with Badger IDPA. So we'll be hosting uh, matches on on uh, Saturdays. Now that's a new day. It used mm. to be Sundays. Now mm. it's Saturdays. Okay. Starting on November thirteenth, and then it'll run on the second Saturday of each month 
through March. So you arrive here about 4.15, shooting starts at 5, uh, and if you want more information, you can either go to our website or you can go to badgeridpa.com to sign up. All right, good. And you've got safes, right? I do, I do, I do. I'm so happy that I had a little bit of insight a few months ago yeah. to order safes. So we're going to have a, a Columbus Day Liberty Safe sale. Oh, nice. Which will run all month, yes. And I got I got a bunch of Centurion Liberties, excuse me, a bunch of Liberty Centurions and Explorers that will be on sale. Uh-huh. So great deals. So come on, stop in, take a look and um, uh, take a look at the best built safe in uh, the USA. Okay, and you have some now, but uh, what if people want something you don't have in stock? Well, uh, right now, uh, if you wanted to order a safe, it would probably take about four months to get it built and shipped. Wow. So, uh, yeah, which is a long time. Now, I have about 120 safes that I've ordered, and they'll be coming in between, uh, now, actually, now in October through uh, the end of December. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have every single safe that Liberty has coming in, but I have a lot of the nice ones. So, if you want, uh, you come in, take, I have 15 on the floor right now. So, you can come in and take a look at the ones that are out there, and we can talk about what you might be interested. I might have one, again, in the... Uh, in the, uh, the the group that's coming in that uh, you may be interested in, you can snag one of those, um, you know, before it even gets here. So, you know, some good choices. Um, so if you're thinking about getting a safe, and, you know, the big safe season is really like from, you know, Black Friday through tax season. Uh-huh. So, so this is, a, you know, if you're thinking, now is a good time to do a little planning and maybe we can, help you get what you're looking for. All right. And if people are not in the market or don't know what they're in the market for in the safe or gun department, um, you're always there to answer questions or talk guns. Absolutely. We love to talk about guns. I love to talk about safes. So if you want to stop on in, we can just talk. You know, when it comes to safes, I tell people it usually takes two or three visits before they can actually can make a decision. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we get the right uh, safe for them. And the same thing applies with guns. So come on in. I got a great staff. Uh, they do a wonderful job, and um, we'd be happy to talk about what we have and what we have coming in. All right. Well, Jim, thanks so much for taking time to uh, talk about October events and classes and uh, and your Liberty Safes again. And we'll catch up with you in November. So have a good month of October. Thank you, Dan. You also. All right. Jim Bobby Ash is the president of the Range of Richfield. The range is located at the split of Highways 41 and 45 on Helson Drive. It's just north of the Richfield Cabela's store. You can also find them and information on everything we talked about here online at therangewi.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Have you ever experienced an unforeseen event that has a significant impact on your life or perhaps one of your outdoor activities? Some people call these events chance, fate, karma, or luck. And another word you may have heard used to describe such events is serendipity. 
And joining us to talk about his new book by that title is Dr. Neil Farber. Dr. Farber is a professor emeritus of clinical medicine at the University of California, San Diego, and currently a docent at the San Diego Air and Space Museum. He's been an academic internal medicine physician for 40 years, teaching, researching, and providing patient care in medical schools initially on the East Coast, where he grew up. And for the past 12 years, he was professor of clinical medicine at UC San Diego, uh, retiring at the end of April 2019. And he's received numerous awards, including Top Doctor of San Diego five times and is a member of the FDA Non-Prescription Drug Advisory Committee. He's published over 60 research papers and has had a multitude of what he calls serendipitous events uh, occur in his life. Many of them uh, have had significant and positive influences on his career and his personal life. And his book, uh, published last December is called Serendipity, and the subtitle is Utilizing Common Unexpected Events to Improve Your Life and Career. And Dr. Farber joins us from his home in San Diego. Dr. Farber, uh, welcome to Outdoors Radio, and thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. Now, before we get into uh, too many details here, how do you define serendipity? Well, serendipity is is where you have this just minor, everyday, common event that many people would just, you know, sort of go, eh. Uh, But you happen to have the skills to be able to turn it into something that's much more significant, Um, sometimes for you, sometimes for the the society as a whole. Uh Uh-huh. And how does it differ from luck or chance or, um, you know, the other things that I mentioned, fate or karma? Right. So so luck or chance, you know, just sort of drops in your lap. Um, but serendipity, you have to have skills to to make it happen. It's a small, little lucky event, but but otherwise you would sort of ignore it. But with these skills, you can make it something. And let me give you an example. Sure. Tell you that. Say that there's somebody who um, uh, was working, they get laid off, um, they've been out of work for two or three months, they're sort of um, at the end of their, their um, you know, savings account, not much left in it. They get a new job, but um, and, they, and they're about to start the job, but they know they're not going to get paid for a month, and they don't know how they're going to make bills for this coming month mm-hmm. um, in the meantime. Now the story splits. On the one hand, the person gets a letter in the mail from a, a relative they haven't seen in several years or heard about their plight. This relative happens to be rich and included in the letter saying hello, hope everything is going okay, is a check for $5,000. Uh-huh. And, and that's luck. You know, it, it, that's the answer to their problems. But that's luck. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the serendipity is they're walking down the street. They see this leaf on the ground, but it looks kind of weird. And they're curious, so they pick up the leaf, and underneath is a penny. And that's what made it look weird. It was sticking out a little bit. And they notice it's a penny from way back. It's a 1922 penny, and it has shafts of wheat on the back instead of the Lincoln Memorial. Sure. And they... They remember that a friend of theirs who was a coin collector uh, in high school told this person 
If ever you get a penny like that, one of these old type of pennies, don't spend it, don't throw it out, even though it's, it seems to you only worth a penny, it actually could be worth a lot more if you take it to a coin dealer. So this person takes it to the coin dealer, the coin dealer looks it up in the book, says, I can offer you $5,000 for it. <laughs> same, same outcome. Yeah. But that's serendipity. Okay. So the person acted on that chance occurrence of finding the penny. That's right. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. And that's the difference. Yeah. Oh, how has serendipity affected your life? I know it has because I've read your book. Um, but oh, yeah. share, share a, a, a story or two. Okay. So, um, in terms of my, um, academic life, um, I was always interested in how patients and doctors relate to each other, communicate. Mm-hmm. And I had never thought about anything else in terms of research or, or anything like that. But I was, because of my that interest, I got some training in how to do survey research, you know, how to question people about their attitudes and, and their values and things like that. And I was at this meeting and um, in the uh, in medical school where I was teaching, and a, a discussion was happening about medical ethics, about how do you, how do you decide who gets medical care when you, there's not enough to go around? Mm-hmm. And 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 they're into this discussion about like who would you know if a person's heart stops and two people's heart stops in the hospital at the same time, and they only have one team that goes to try and help that person. How do you decide who gets the care? And there's a lot of discussion about this. And one of the residents raises his hands and says, this whole discussion is moot because we always decide based on who really needs the care. And I thought to myself, that's not really true because we all have biases that affect how we do things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I remember when I was a resident, and residents had those kinds of biases. They would see people in the ER who they said, do, I don't want to have to take care of this person. You know, those kinds of things. It's not acceptable, but everybody has them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought to myself, you know, I want to prove this guy wrong. Um, I know I can do that. And I I thought to myself, yeah, I I think I can do a survey that can get get at this. And so I I developed the survey. I, I sent it out to the residents. And lo and behold, it showed that they all had biases. Um, the, the research, I, I wrote up the paper, uh, with the results. It got accepted to a national meeting where I was on the plenary session, the session that everybody goes to. And it got published in a major, um, medical journal. And from there, it sort of turned me towards, I, I got very interested in these kinds of issues. And for the next almost, well, 35 years anyway, um, most of my research was along those lines in uh-huh. terms of medical ethics. Uh-huh. Interesting. Now, um, you recount many examples of events in your book that you call serendipitous, uh, uh, and some contemporary ones are uh, the development of common foods like uh, Wheaties and Buffalo Wings and Ben and Jerry's. Uh, what made those serendipitous events? Well, it's the same kind of thing, you know. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a, sometimes because of need, like, like, um, uh, but sometimes just out of chance, like the, the idea about Wheaties, um, 
you know, the, this guy was experimenting with um, making a more, he, he, he was a, a um, holistic practitioner and he was more interested in how can nutrition improve people and he was making this stuff up on this on a stove um, like some kind of wheat germ or whatever and some of it splashed over and got onto the stove itself mm-hmm. you know instead of in the in the in the pot in the pot and it sort of became crisp and with that he got the idea hey I maybe I can make this into like if I, if this all crisps up like this, I can make it into a cereal. <clears throat> it wasn't the exact right combination, but he sold it to um, <clears throat> General Foods, or the company that became General Foods. They had a different idea of how to make it more <clears throat> useful, uh-huh. and it became Wheaties. Yeah. Yeah, and and it wouldn't have if he had simply scraped those flakes off the uh, off the plate and continued with right. whatever he was doing. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if he if he if he got out darn and, and cleaned up the stove and that was that, yeah. Wheaties would have never been born. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know, the buffalo wings is another story, but I want to get into. Um, and it's a story that I'm interested in because I grew up near Buffalo and I've been to the Anchor Bar, which is where the Buffalo Wings originated, you know. But folks can get that story from your book. We need to um, to kind of focus on something our listeners uh, might have more uh, practical use for. How can we use serendipity to help us in uh, outdoor pursuits like hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, and so on? Right. Well, there's there's two aspects to it. For hunting and fishing, I mean, your 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 goal is to um, either either hunt game or or get fish out of the stream or lake or whatever. And um, if you happen to notice something that would be useful in making an advantage to doing that, you can end up with more game or more fish that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, on the other hand, if you're doing camping or hiking, those kinds of things, um, you might find things that are just really terrific and really enjoyable if you keep your eyes open and, and happen to notice little things that are around you that we often don't don't recognize. Uh-huh. For me, for me, it was I like hiking, mm-hmm. and the example I give in the book is is kind of cool. I, I was. So after moving here to the West Coast, I became interested in going to some of the national parks out here because they're beautiful. Yeah. And I happened I happened to be um, at um, Arches National Park a couple of years, a few years ago, and um, this is the national park that has all these beautiful arches. You've probably seen the the iconic one, Delicate Arch. Yep. Yeah is basically on the Utah state license plates and stuff like that. Well, uh, I was at this arch called South Windows. And it's a, it's a really pretty arch. It's one of the larger arches in the park. And I was, I was looking at it and just noticing how beautiful it was. And it was a gorgeous day. It was like in the upper 60s and bright blue sky. It was just beautiful. And I'm, I'm looking around at the different people that were there, and I'm looking at the um, sort of the rocks and how pretty they are. And then I looked 
towards the, the right side of the arch, just again looking at the rocks. And I happened to notice there were cracks in the rock. Mm-hmm. And then when I took a closer look, it seemed like the, 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 those cracks in the rock made it like there was a scowling man in the rock. Uh-huh. It, it sort of had that picture. And I, I looked at it and I, I looked away and looked back again. And sure enough, it was, that's what I was seeing. And it, um, and I, I, I went to, uh, one of the park rangers later that day, said, asked them if they had ever heard that. And they said no one had ever reported that. Huh. Um, and I looked through the guidebooks and no one ever reported it. And, um, sure enough, you know, it's something I happen to notice, um, that really, um, sort of really a, a kind of very cool experience for me. Yeah, neat. Well, we have to take a break here, uh, and we will be back in just a few minutes here. I am talking with Dr. Neil Farber, the author of a book called Serendipity, Utilizing Common Unexpected Events to Improve Your Life and Career. We'll be back with more uh, with Dr. Farber right after this. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Napa's Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. 
Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. Dan Small here. I'm talking with Dr. Neil Farber, who is the author of a new book called Serendipity, Utilizing Common Unexpected Events to Improve Your Life and Career. And the key word there, I think, is well, two keywords, common and unexpected. Uh, Dr. Farber, you gave a couple examples of um, how serendipity might impact outdoor pursuits, and you say you have another one. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, on the other hand, like I was saying, the other possibility is that it might improve your, your um, success with either hunting or fishing. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're, let's say you're at on, on the river, and you're uh, fishing for bass and walleye, and it's this is your favorite spot on the river, and not a day where you just are not getting anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody has that. Oh yeah, where just it, they just aren't biting, and you think to yourself, what what's going on? And you happen to notice about a hundred yards upstream that um all these flies and mosquitoes and something buzzing around. And you think to yourself, no, I don't want to be in the middle of all that. And then you say, hey, wait a minute. If there are all these flies and mosquitoes buzzing around, that means there's probably a lot of larvae in the river uh-huh. at that point, because that's where they're all hatching. And I wonder if they're all hatching there, if that's attracting fish. And so you, you motor your boat up to where there are all these flies buzzing around, and they're annoying you, but you can think yourself it may be worth it. And you drop your line in, and you catch walleye after walleye and bass after bass. Uh-huh. That's all because of the fact that you happen to notice that there were those flies buzzing around. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, I think skilled fishermen... Uh, know to do that. Um, I, I, you know, and river fishing for smallmouth bass is a good example because, uh, here on the Wisconsin River and in rivers in Minnesota and the, the Dakotas and Michigan where we have listeners as well, um, m- many times you'll go uh, through areas and, and uh, true in trout fishing too, you go through areas where there's no fish activity and then suddenly you notice um, whether it's um, a hatch of uh, insects or uh, surface activity where uh, bass are chasing a school of minnows. And if you get to that spot uh-huh. and throw something that looks remotely like a minnow, um, you start catching fish. I've, I've had that experience on a lake that has shad and um, white bass, and people watch uh-huh. for, sco- uh, for uh, uh, flocks of gulls. And the gulls will come and uh, dive on the on the bait fish, 
and then they you discover that the white bass and and black bass as well are feeding on those bait fish from underneath. Um, so, but it requires you to be observer. Yeah, you know, be able to to be able to see that and know enough to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. Now you you talk about developing skills to help you recognize and act on these opportunities, um, self-awareness, observation, curiosity, and making connections. And, of course, you're talking about, uh, in many cases, career choices or relationship choices. But, again, focusing on the outdoors, um, mm-hmm. how do we develop those skills? Well, you know, the, the, there are lots of ways of doing it. Um, they, there are many books uh, about mindfulness, about um, sort of being able to look around you and, and understand what's going on all around you. Mm-hmm. There are many books and, and different games uh, that will improve your observational skills. And in terms of making connections, it, it often requires, you know, um, keeping a log and being able to make make those connections that way. Um, I go into it in the book, and, and there are a lot of uh, books I mention in the, in my book that are useful for and, and other sources that are useful for um, doing those kinds of things and learning how to how to acquire those skills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would I would say that um, you know you develop keen observation skills in the outdoors by being outdoors and keeping your eyes open and yeah. knowing what to look yeah. for. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it requires sort of, as I said, mindfulness about, you know, the, the reason I think people sometimes um, don't take advantage of them and why you're more likely to be able to take advantage of them in the outdoors is that people are busy mm-hmm. uh, and so they kind of rush through. Um, as an example, I found out that the average time someone spends in Arches Park is two hours, <laughs> uh, which is barely enough to just drive to the park, let yeah. alone see anything. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing is, people sometimes also um, take in the whole view and don't look at the individual small aspects of that view. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 even I, <laughs> who wrote this book, can have that happen. I, at um, this other park I was hiking in Can- called Canyonlands, um, there's this magnificent overview of, of all the, the um, sort of rock formations below you. You're up on a cliff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm looking at it and just talking about it to someone else who's there and stuff. And this guy next to me goes, huh, I wonder how that little critter got there. Yeah. And I went, what? And uh, he said, that ground squirrel right at your feet. <laughs> and, and like a foot underneath me on a ledge was this little grass squirrel. Yeah. And I had totally missed him yeah. because of taking this whole view. But but being able to be in the outdoors and, and look at the individual things as well as spending the time necessary to do that will, will allow you to have those observation skills. Uh-huh. And I think... Um, Going back to hunting, I think uh, many novice deer hunters expect to see uh, a buck or any deer uh-huh. walk out into a clearing and be silhouetted uh, just the way they are in the magazine covers, and uh, 
they learn after many of us learn anyway you don't look for the whole deer you look for a tail flicker or the white throat patch or the horizontal straight line the three foot long line of a deer's back and if you notice if you if you look for things like that um or, or if you're open to things like that you'll spot a big game that otherwise might walk right past you and i'm sure that's true in other uh pursuits in the outdoors as well yeah, deer are colored the way they are for a reason. Yeah. It isn't to be able to get shot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, now, you also address in your book um, lots of stories about inventions, some that went uh, well and some that fizzled, some where people made millions of dollars and some where uh, they sold them too early or had the patents stolen from them. Um, I, I have one example I actually just discovered today. I know a guy named Kerry Paulson here in Wisconsin who invented uh, and patented something called the automatic fisherman. It's a device that holds a short ice fishing rod that actually sets the hook when a fish bites. And people have experimented with that kind of device for years. I, I used them when I lived up on Lake Superior back in the 1980s, and the trick was getting a trigger that worked. Well, anyway, he's doing well, but apparently uh, he posted just recently on Facebook that someone has stolen his content and is putting it on a new Facebook page and simply uh, put the two words automatic fisherman together with no space. So I don't know if he's, you know, if he's losing uh, followers or if he's going to lose any money over this, but... um, and a lot of outdoors people have ideas for gadgets. Um, what advice have you got for somebody who's got a new gadget or a process um, and wants to capitalize on it? Well, I mean, I, I think the thing is, you know, that, that obviously you, you, somebody who has a gadget, um, they've gone through the process already of acquiring, you know, having those skills and, and making it into something. Um, I think the important thing is to get it patented as soon as you can, mm-hmm. um, so that so that it's you know it, it's not going to be able to be stolen, or if it is stolen, you you have a legitimate claim against those individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is you want to let people know about it, uh-huh. and 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 that's the same thing with with the book. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and and my my goal wasn't to make money. My goal was to let people know about this. I thought I had a message to share. Um, but it's it's important to to spread the word as much as you can, uh-huh. and 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 know who your audience is. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dr. Farber, we've got to wrap this up. Uh, you and I could go on chatting about uh, uh, serendipitous events, and we have off air about things that have affected our our lives. Uh, but I think we've got to move on, and I appreciate your taking time to talk with us today. And uh, to get your book, uh, I'll, get, I'll give the title again, Serendipity, Utilizing Common Unexpected Events to Improve Your Life and Career by Dr. Neil J. Farber. Uh, how can we get it? It's available on uh, the uh, online uh sellers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. uh, and, and any other online seller, or you can go to a bookstore and ask them to order it for you. Okay. 
Well, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us, and uh, good luck with uh, your book sales. And uh, I don't know if you're doing any book tours, but if you do, uh, have fun and good luck with those. Thanks very much. You bet. Dr. Neil Farber, author of Serendipity. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. You'll enjoy good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek Game Preserve in Ashapen, Wisconsin. Cackle Creek offers guided and do-it-yourself hunts for pheasants, bobwhite quail, and chuckers in cover ranging from grasslands, creek bottoms, and marsh to sorghum and a variety of grain fields. Or book a tower shoot for your group event or charity. Let the good times fly with good birds, good cover, and good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek, online at cacklecreek.net. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. You can check out their website or Facebook page for updates and details. They got new and used boats in stock and they got stuff ready to go to winterize your boat and uh, even talk about storage. Uh, we're brought to you by Remy Battery, family owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba and Houghton. Let's start something. RemyBattery.com. By Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com and by Flow International Utility and Recreational Trailers. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road at flowintl.com. And if you happen to miss an episode of Outdoor Wisconsin, our TV show, you can watch any show from the past several seasons at milwaukeepbs.org. And Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2020 is still available on our YouTube channel, the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. And uh, next week I'll actually be shooting some episodes for this year's show, which will air just before gun season in November. Missed anything about today's radio program or you want to hear past radio programs, you can go on to lake-link.com, download us, take us with you on your favorite uh, mobile application or, uh, or uh, podcast app. 
And uh, you can listen to this show and up to about a year ago. Follow Dan on social media throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors and follow me at Hardwater Jeff. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small. Get outside this weekend and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. Oh,